What's up, people? Welcome back to Pro Hall TV. Today, I got my guy Lee from First Choice Transportation. Lee's going to share the game. He's in Hot Shot. He's in Box Truck. He's been in the game for a while. Connected with me through Instagram. And today, we're going to drop a few gems for y'all. So y'all stay tuned. Peace. Uh, Lee, I see you out there working. We've been talking before this, but what's going on? Where you at right now? We jumping right into the into the real right now. Hey, box truck, box truck. Right now, my mechanics over here looking at my box truck. One, the hydraulic line. Faucet, I believe it's like the cylinder or the coil cylinder for the lift gate that you uh, the actuator runs off of. That faucet. So now, I lift gate until I find that. Two cooling leaks, one of them coming from the hose, one of them coming from the reservoir tank. So now they're up under the truck right now, trying to see what they need to do to fix that. Then I got to leave here and go to Freightliner to see if I could get a reservoir tank today so I can get that fixed while I got them versus having the truck moving, possibly doing more damage to the engine because it's not getting the cooler that it should. But, I, you know, it's a small leak, but, you know, small shit lead up to big stuff. So Definitely. You know, I try to stay proactive on this equipment. Man, no, nah, it's crazy that that we uh, got this schedule right now. While you really in in the movement of you know being a trucking company owner, so you got hey, we out there looking at right now is the box truck. I know you from the Hot Shot. How how did right. you enter the industry? Was it box truck or was it Hot Shot? I came out with the Hot Shot. I got the four hundred foot with the one ton, uh, the Ram thirty five hundred. I run pretty much daily, local. Every now and then I might tip out of state, but most of my work I try to do is local. Okay, I was going like to be home with my family. Yeah, how you, uh, so with running local, you got to have a, a network kind of to be able to get there. Right. Because a lot of people want to jump into Hot Shot, especially out here in Texas, and run local. And I'm like, look, it's not, the low board ain't going to set you up like that. Like, you got to build a network, have some connections. So, uh, when you, when you got going, where was it local or did you have to hit those OTR trips? I you know it's a blessing, Ham. I haven't spent over five times over the road since I've been doing this three years. One, I believe in like networking. You know, I ain't a person that's in a truck that I don't pull up on, try to ask questions or exchange some kind of information that's in the same lane of industry that we in. And a lot of people don't understand the importance of networking. You say it a lot, man. Your networking is going to be key in your network. A lot of people still ain't understood that concept yet. But, uh, I talk to a lot of people, and pit, believe it or not, man, that word of mouth they go a long way. Man, that's crazy. So a long way when you uh when you approach you so you're doing that for the box trucks and then for the hot shot. So you got your locals going box truck and on your hot shot. Yep. So when you a first, box truck home every night, and you got what a two driver? You said a two driver team in that box truck. Yeah, I got a two man team. I got a driver and a helper. But they're not doing the, uh, you said they're not doing furniture and stuff. They're doing dock. No, we not, we not locked in. You know, most of your box truck work right now, when it comes to this uh, white glove threshold and basic, that's the three different types of main delivery that most people offering right now in the box truck lane. However, we got blessed, man. We don't just deal with furniture every day, all day, when my drive was burning itself out as well as wearing itself out. We got dock we got dock work. So we basically pulling freight off a customer dock, you know, for like Estes, for like uh your Avery, your R and L. They basically running all of their freight through this warehouse where we at. So we might have a pallet, we might have a box, you know. So I haven't seen a day where my truck had over eight thousand pounds on it. My truck might be a full twenty six foot load, but it still might be four thousand pounds. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> versus that furniture and them appliances, you're maxing your weight out. Yes. Okay, so let's back up then. You you said you was in this about three years. What uh what were you doing before trucking and then what got you interested into jumping into the industry via hot shot? Oil field from twenty fourteen, the end of twenty fourteen up to February of twenty twenty. If anybody knew about the oil and gas industry, man, it's up and down. I follow Blue Collar a lot, man. Yeah. Brother Deep in that oil and gas. That's my next move. I want to get into, you know, the semi lane on the sand side. But I said that to say the oil field is up and down, man. And after my third layoff in that time frame, I was like, it's enough. The money I saved in my 401k, I drew it down and invested in myself. I came out when the pandemic hit in 2020. So I utilized everything that the pandemic had to offer. I was able to get a truck without paying a note for 90 days or 120, sign me up. I bought my trailer from one of the other brothers that was getting out of there. I cashed out on that trailer for, I think he gave me the trailer for like 85 and he delivered it to my front door because I was having problems with my truck when I bought it with the dealership. So, bro, bless me. He brought the trailer to my front door. I paid him something extra on top of it for fuel and yeah, him been locked in from that point on. And I've been running ever since, you know, 2020. I came out in June of 2020. Okay. Yeah, now shout out to Marcus over at Blue Collar. He's been posting some new content too, showing like the oil prices and what's kind of driving that market. All right, so. He's serious. Yeah, no, nah, he, he was deep. I mean, we talked before and he was, it was kind of the same thing. He was like, look, pulled all my trucks out of the oil field because it was down at that time. And so uh, he told me you learned from that, like don't have, everything in one place which i agree man we had uh we sent a few trucks out to the oil field one time and it was not what the contact said it was we pulled them out within like three days because it wasn't it wasn't what it was supposed to be so uh so you get into the hot shot game you got your trailer everything like that in 2020 you hit the road you so you instantly started looking local then right i hit the road 2020 not knowing, oh, I had my paperwork tied up. So when I registered the trailer, right, I registered my truck coming out of portion. I didn't have a portion account. So that's another key thing that people need to know. When you register and you say you're going to utilize a portion when you're doing title transfers, make sure you had that a portion set up already in place. My title to my trailer was tied up for 60 plus days because I didn't have the apportioned plates. The dually was going to be linked to the trailer. So by that not registering, it held my title up for the longest and it just kept telling me, oh, it's being processed and being processed. So finally, I went down to the place and I found out the reason being was I had to change it from saying, okay, well, it's going to be set up as a portion truck to just a regular plated truck so they could release that because they was putting both of those things together. And it, ha it had my title literally like held up. I'm like, for real, it was crazy. 60 days, they telling me, oh, it's going to be released. They never had no idea what was going on until I went down and the people gave it to me rolling uncut. But me not knowing, that's what it was. Now, nah, there's definitely a lot of paperwork involved. That's that's why I put that uh that little guide out because when I got started, I really wasn't a YouTube person yet. So I watched a few videos here and there. That's really how I started looking. But I was like, man, there's so many steps. So then after I got started and started posting on YouTube, people started asking me the steps. So I was like, look. I, I barely remember. So I did some research, put that guy together. It was like, go, hey, go to this link. Uh, and it, right. it, it, even when I was rolling, though, there was some stuff other truckers was telling me at the truck stops. I was like, no, nah, I don't got that. You supposed to have what? Like, 
Uh, yeah, if, if DLT gets you, they got you. And so uh, yeah. it's, it's a game where you got to stay on top of it annually almost because they got new regulations coming out now where you got to know what's going on. And if you think you're just going to get in the flow and keep it moving and it's, a you know, do paperwork one time and it's over with, you got a rude awakening. But uh, so how long have you had the, the box trucks then? So the box truck now, I've been running that box truck a year and a half. And another thing, so at one point I ran two box trucks, a Sprinter van, which led me to go buy a box truck because the money that they charged to rent those box trucks, I was giving away like 20% of my profit almost when I started running the numbers. It looked good that I was making the money, but when I started doing the raw number the breakdown, I'm like, yeah, I had a customer paying me $3.20 a mile. So basically he was paying me loaded and unloaded to run his product. You know what I'm saying? And it was a relationship that I built with this customer, this one particular customer. And it was commercial AC duct piping for all of your builders and everything. So, again, that was some more lightweight stuff. I might have 2,000 pounds on the truck every now and then I might have four. But I ran that truck anywhere from the valley to uh, East Texas. But it wasn't nothing that I couldn't get right back home. And every now and then I go to the other plant, Oklahoma. Their main plant was in Oklahoma. But I got paid and loaded an empty miles, so I wasn't even tripping. Yeah, no, nah, you you good. You're getting paid both ways. So if you had if yeah. you had to point out a difference between how you see your box truck running versus your hot shot, what are, uh, what are some of the key differences that you would? Because a lot of people look to get in the hot shot or box truck. What's something that's different that you noticed? On the box truck, it, it can be a little bit more work than it is on the hot shot. And the reason I say that is because most time you're dealing with these deliverance types. So it's going to be a lot more labor intense versus that hot shot. You know, we strap and go or we chain it. You know, we chain some stuff down and we gone after that. But with that box truck, you know, you might have anywhere from 10 to 20 deliveries a day. And if you don't run that rate the right way before you know it, you lose it. Because guess what? If they gain you 650 a day and you got 20 deliveries, your guy's out 10 plus hours a day. You got to make it work day while. So you're going to offer them a flat rate to where it makes sense for them. But then at the end, are you going to be able to see a decent profit at the end of the week? That's what I was going to My truck runs five days a week. Yeah, I was going to ask that about, like, how do you price these customers when you go for the box truck? I know being local is, you said, flat rate. And so you're probably, what, paying the drivers and the helper by the hour? Or how does that work? I do, I do a flat rate when I break it down to an hourly. Basically, I go and see what box trucks are paying around in the industry, period. So I look at what the Glassdoor salary is showing for a box truck. Look at what it's showing on Indeed. I look at the type of work description that you're going to be doing on Glassdoor Indeed versus what I got you doing. And it's like, okay, well, if they're going to give you this for that, I'm going to be competitive, but I'm not going to, I might not have to go all the way where they're going. You know what I mean? Because I'm not putting as much on you as they putting on you. Right. Have you had to hire, have you hired any drivers for the, uh, for Hotshot Setup? Nah, I won't hire enough for it because what I do is local. Everybody ain't going to hustle like me for it to make sense. If I hired a driver for my high side, he would be over the road. And he would have to be out for at least three weeks at a time to where it makes sense for me and him. Because I want to be able to give him 25% to come out and we're going to do it 30 plus. We're going to do another five on top of once you hit your number for the week. We'll do another five to seven percent. Facts. That's a good that's that's a good info though for somebody who's looking to structure how they would pay a driver. But I agree. Three weeks out in the hot shot is how you gonna make your money. Semi, you can 
maneuver a little bit more. However, you're going to have a lot more feel. You're going to have a lot more issues. And right. so what we were talking about when we first got on here, the more trucks you got, the more issues you got to deal with. Tell us a little bit about about that and what you've seen having your multiple truck setups uh, at any given time. Cause you had your sprinter van, your box trucks and your high shot. How has that been being the get- owner, the manager of everything? Man, it's time because someone like if I wasn't home with my family daily, you know, it, it'll be a problem because me, my phone always ringing, somebody calling. I answer the phone. I'm putting together plays on a regular while I'm driving. I'm looking for new work. And like I said, I'm, when I'm on the road, I don't see trucks and cars. I see money. I'm looking at what money moving, what's moving up and down the road and what's moving consistently. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly trying to look at my, I'm, I'm looking ahead versus staying where I'm at. You know, what's next? You know what I mean? Because the box truck, okay, I got two trucks right now. I had one truck that I had just sitting for like probably eight months. I sold that truck probably about two months ago. Now I could have utilized that same truck because now things picked up for me. So now I got to grab a rental here and there on top of my truck. So I ended up buying another truck. So now I got to go pick up another truck out of Houston, bring it down here and get my mechanics to go through it so we can get it road ready as soon as possible. Don't go out here and buy these overpriced trucks. When I bought my truck, that box truck I got right now is that blue one in the corner. Uh, I think they got me for 50000 plus out the door with financing and everything. But it still made more sense to spend a $1,200 plus a week on a rental. You know what I'm saying? So I cut that in half and I see more of my profit. But that's how they're getting them. And, and even on the leases, people think they're winning on the lease right now. The folks want to see three years of your statement. They want more than they want you to have for financing a truck, just to lease a truck. They want three years of PNR. I'm, I'm not about to get you go through. I have it, but no, I'm just about to borrow your stuff and pay you monthly on it. Why do I need to give you all of that? I ain't had to do all that. We're going buy a truck, getting a commercial loan. 90 days and 20% down. Cool. Facts. I was going to ask, so rent, rent, you say 1200 a week. Yeah, the rental bills can run twelve hundred a week because what they do is how they whipping you. They give you a Monday through Friday rate. Okay, if you turn that truck in on a Friday, if you don't pay attention, they'll still charge you for Saturday and Sunday. So that's the day rate. That's the tire disposal. Uh, that's the the insurance rate that they offer you because you're using the insurance. That's one of the pluses about renting. You don't have to utilize your own commercial insurance for that unit. You still liable for your cargo on your side, but for the unit, they liable for their own unit. So that's one of the pluses on it. But by the time they run all the numbers and stuff, you're coming out the dope about 200 a day without even paying for the mileage, which is like, I think, 17 cent a mile. So if you're not making no money and you're spending 250 to 325 a day on the truck, you know, you're making is six. Where it makes sense to run that. Yeah. That's, so what I'm getting from everything you're saying is you on top of your numbers. And not that not not the social media big number, but you actually like writing it down, going deeper than just how much it's going to make. Because you got to look at fuel, how much you paying the drivers, the helper, the rental. Now, right. would you suggest a person only start with a rental or would you say that's an add on to already having your operation going? You could start with a rental truck if you got a customer that's going to pay you at least a thousand dollars a day. If you got a customer where you can make a thousand dollars a day and you're not running no more than 150 to 300 miles, yeah, you can make money in it because again, you got to think about it. That's 17 cent a mile to add up. But if you run 500 miles in a day, that's only like a hundred bucks, if that. 
You know what I'm saying? So you got to just stay on top of the mileage. So if you could come out the door at seven fifty to a thousand dollars, yeah, rental could work if you're doing it yourself. But if you got a team, no. Okay, so you need a customer, which means you're gonna need some consistency. In your experience, right. have, have your customers been pretty consistent with giving you freight, or has it been, you know, a customer over here on this side, and then you got to go over here and haul this for another guy? How has it looked for you? I go on wood, man. It's been a blessing. I came to this dude. I used to see his ads all the time on Indeed and Craigslist, and I came one day and I told him, I said, "Listen, with the price that you got for a day rate, I looked over you a long time ago, but I realized." You could put a number out there, but that ain't your concrete number. So we came to an agreement that I bring my truck over here. And it's slow right now. I brought my truck over here. I try to take care of my people. So one of my other buddies was running a job. And, uh, you know, he was doing a lot of physical labor. And I'm like, bro, for what you making, you own your truck already. For what you making, come over here on this side where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Come over here. You could see. Your money. You can see $2,000 a week. You know what I'm saying? Plus. So I'm like, leave that job. Take two weeks vacation and then come check this out. You know what I'm saying? To make a decision from there. So he took that leap of faith and he's been over here with me ever since. And then I brought on one of my other partners. So it's like three of us over here right now with trucks. And uh, when it scaled back up, me and the guy already talked about it. He was like, man, look, basically scale me four trucks, get up to eight trucks when everything pick up. He's like, the wild yours. You got a warehouse. Oh, my God. Oh, so you're going to be like his, his, yeah, his dedicated. That's you to you to transportation team for that, that, uh, product. Now that's dope. Right. That so that's because this whole warehouse to your, yeah, but I said that speaks to your, uh, like your customer service and how you've been handling your business over there. I, I think a lot of people right. miss that part. What are, uh, what are some of the things that you've done or that you notice help you maintain those relationships with those direct customers? I don't tolerate excuses and I don't tell customers no. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make it happen. Whether I do it or another truck, we're going to get it done. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get it done where ain't nobody going to be at, at a high risk for, for what we're doing. It's not like we double broker in nothing. It's not like we middleman in nothing because we coming directly to talk to you. And we're going to let you know exactly what we can do or what we're going to do to get what we need to get done for you to make sure your, your customer's satisfied and we meet your expectations as far as us without service. And uh, this is uh, one, two, three, four. This is a 14-door warehouse right now. And if I had to put a number on it, it's probably about 30,000 square feet or bigger. Right now, again, it's slow over here, but one thing he told me, he said, man, your truck won't sit. If another truck sits, that's different. If you bring somebody over here, you know, they got to understand and respect it that your truck don't move when nobody moves. And like I said, we've been here almost three months now, and we've been moving every every day. We get at least five days out of the week. I don't care if they ain't got nothing going on, they're going to give us five days. Man, that's love. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people want to, you know, say they're going to go Amazon. I was talking to one of my guys the other day, wanting to get in box truck. And so I just was like, look, I, and I never ran box truck, but based on my experience of talking to people, like just make sure you know how you about to run it before you get going because uh, Amazon doesn't seem to always be as reliable as people think because they got the big name doesn't necessarily mean you about to go there and they're the worst. Kill it. They're the worst. Amazon, Amazon is the worst. And I said, and, and wish everybody here and run for Amazon. Stop running that cheap ass Amazon freight. 
Amazon don't care nothing about nothing but they sell. Amazon will have you booked for a load and cancel that load on you within 30 minutes. And now they don't have to pay nothing to you. You know, 30 minutes to an hour, they don't have to pay you for it. So, and if you go somewhere, Amazon don't care if the post offices are open or not. So you might go to a post office and they close, right? Now you got to go through a computer to get a generated leg, they call it, to get that load back to their warehouse. They want you to sit for 20 minutes. They want you to sit for 30 minutes. The minute you do something on your side, they ding your score on it. So now you used to get early access to the load boards. Now you can't get early access to the load board for six weeks. But they make mistakes all the time. And you just, you take it, suck it up. It is what it is. We Amazon. Man, those people don't pay no money. Anybody running off Amazon having a hard time. That's that's wild. It's crazy that you say that that they don't have any repercussions for what they mess up on. But that's kind of like no. the name of the game in the industry. Carriers seem to get the low end of the stick pretty much because everything's on you. So we've had situations where the load is clearly damaged at the shipper and we always take pictures, which is why I posted that video the other day. However, right. in transit or whatever, they still tried to railroad us. And so we came with the picture and I always tell my drivers, make sure you take a picture with the building behind it. So they can't say this is somewhere else. But uh, back to Amazon and box trucks though, that's wild. Cause I, even me, I'm like, all right, at the beginning, I was thinking, all right, you go to Amazon, you're going to be consistent. But then I start hearing these stories pile up and it's like, wait a minute. They sound like they trying to lowball you too and, and uh, treat you like, you know, you a crab in a bucket. So say they don't try, Jay, they do it. You, They want you to have not only the million dollar, but they want you to also have an ag policy with another million dollar. They don't assume no responsibility for no damages or nothing like that. They want you to have workman's cop. They want you to have a, a, another secondary uh, liability insurance. They put you through some stuff for to get that little money, man. They don't pay shit, but they want to put you through all kind of stuff. I ran for them a couple of times and I was like, nah, I don't know how these dudes do it. I can't do it. I'm getting up out of my bed 12 at night for to be out to six or seven in the morning for to make two, three hundred dollars. Nah. Mm. Nah, that ain't it. Going to find me a dedicated freak. That's what I say, dedicated. So, so to that, now you have to have some type of sales pitch when you go into these shippers how do you approach them at well for one how do you pick which shippers to go after and then when you do go for that meeting what type of uh like how do you pitch yourself me the first thing i'm telling them is like i run numbers like i can guarantee you you're gonna save at least 20 percent a quarter but what i'm gonna do my first contact that i had when i ran all them truck parts all day every day that was partial loads all day, every day, partials. All day, every day. They told us, like, hey, man, Mr. Brown says we started utilizing you, man. We're saving 15% a month plus since we started using your company. And you turn it around in less than 24 hours. It's like, man, we had to call the last hot shot we had. We had to call him to find out where he was. You know, he didn't let us know when he was loaded. He didn't let us know when he hit the yard. Now, we're going to stay in communication with you up and down the road so you understand we're not bull crap and then you know we not out here just we gonna make it happen you know so i ran with that customer for probably almost two years and one of the other guys said well you know what i think we should just outfit our own truck we spend a lot of transportation costs we should outfit our own truck so they outfitted their own truck and that's how we kind of separated because, however, what they do is they bring the same money that they was paying me. They bring it right back into the company. Mm -hmm. They're still charging this, their company 
It's just that they brought more into it. Okay, we gave you 70000 Okay, well, now we can get that 70000 back to us and pay a driver a salary of maybe 30 You know what I mean? And now we got that among street folk stores. So we just we just added another hundred plus thousand dollars. No, nah, they run a year into the business. Facts, they running their numbers. So what uh, for them to to like you like that? What type of you know strategies or like what's your system for making sure your customers stay happy? It's just good customer service, man. I stay positive. I don't care how bad of a day I have, man. When I approach a customer, I'm gonna have a positive attitude. I don't care how bad of a day it is. I don't, I could be just got the worst news ever. By the time I get to where I'm going, man, they're going to see me smiling, ready to get to it. You know, I tell my drivers that they don't have uniforms yet. I say, because if they don't give a hundred percent, you can't represent my couple. So my drivers wear regular clothes and I got uniform shirts from, but like I told them, y'all hit or miss. I just fired one last week. He worked for me for eight weeks and for eight weeks, he was late every day. I said, listen, you want to text me your time schedule or what time it take you to get up? How long it take you to get to the bus stop? Man, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I pay you enough to, well, if you're not, if you're not smart, I'm going to help you get smarter. Secure your bag. Catch Lyft or Uber to work. Your bag is secured and then you catch the bus and go home, dummy. Your money, you have secured your money. I don't care what time you get home. You don't care what time you get home because you made your money already. But however, he felt like I should have been understanding and work with him that he caught the bus early in the morning. No, I don't need you because you can't think. And I don't want to have to think for you because I'm doing enough thinking while I'm on the road trying to put together another plea for the company. No, I think that driver part, <laughs> we keep talking about that, that social media. Me and you've been talking about it for a long time, but that's a, another part. This so they, the, the maintenance that you're going through at the beginning of this and then with drivers, they're some of the hardest people to to have because now you're putting the, the life of your company in the hands of some other people who clearly have another motive. They ain't got nothing to do with your company's success. That's why I never had a lease on. I've never leased on that one person. I listen to everybody. Oh, you know, man, you know, you could add another 20% a week or another 10% a week if you leased on the owner operator. I said, bro, do you understand what you're taking on when you lease on? You're taking somebody else by the. They running under your company, the business you naming and, and you building that name for, all that could go down in like a matter of a couple of hours, depending on what they doing on their side. I'm good. I don't want it. And oh, let me know what they told me. Man, you know, you was right. I had to shut my whole MC down and start another one, man. My uh, my score went down so low. I had these drivers get tickets, get out of service and everything. I ain't know nothing about it. I'm like, yeah, okay. There's a reason why I've been doing this by myself. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure it get done the right way. And I ain't going to cut no corners and I ain't going to let nobody cut no corners. And like I said, with my, my driver helper that I had, he was a driver and a helper. But, you know, it's hard to find people that want to work. You know, I text him and what done it was I text him. The driver called in Sunday on the 20th. He called me, hey, man, I need the day off. Man, I got some personal stuff going on. Cool. So I called the guy that run with him. Hey, Mo, could you handle today? Yeah, hell, I got it, I got it. So me and the guy that I had pulled in place for the, to cover the helper, who was going to be the driver, he here at 6 in the morning. So I get up, I meet him at 6 in the morning. We load the truck. 7 o'clock come, he still ain't showed up. Man, everything was all right when I talked to him on the phone. So then I get a call finally, like, 
Oh, I ain't going to make it. No, he texts me. I ain't going to make it. I said, man, you know what? You don't even have to come back because I asked you before anything happened. You went MIA, you ghost me for like two hours. Then you come back the next day and you, oh, well, I had debt in the family. Man, I told y'all from the day we met. We could talk about it, man. You ain't got to feel like you got to hide nothing. I ain't in your business. I don't care. Let me know what's going on so I can get somebody to work for you. I keep somebody on hold waiting for these kind of things. So now fast forward, every day I get a text. Hey, man, where they come back to work? You got something going on for me? No. I don't. No, no can't. I, I had a driver abandon my truck in Arizona and hit me back up for, for a job. And I was like, dog, come on now. It's not like you quit and brought the truck. You left it some states away where I had to coordinate flying a guy. I, I was going to have to go get it, but I was, I got a guy out here. D always helped me out. So he flew out there, grabbed the truck and came. But what you were saying about that lease on, bro, that part is real firsthand and drivers. Drivers can do it too. And the more units you grow, yep. the more opportunities you have to get them out of services and, you know, more especially got more trucks rolling around the roads. So when we grew, I'm like, we're growing. And then I was like, all right, we got out of service. All right, it ain't that bad. And two weeks later, another one, a different truck, something, something completely different in another state. Like, damn, all right, two, we need to tighten up. We work with a compliance company. Then we get something else. They tighten up one area, we get something else. I was like, all right, this is, I'm seeing this really out of your control. The further out yeah. and the bigger you grow. So staying local, yep. you kind of got more control. You kind of know routes. DOT probably ain't swarming, swarming as much as they are on them highways and, and uh, interstate trucking. So now that's that part is wild. So with all these units and uh, what you got going on today, you know, pulling up and got the, the lines and the cooling and all the issues you got. What do you do maintenance wise to ensure all your trucks, uh, you know, stay running to the best of your ability? I try to stay on top of my truck. Uh, I got to do a thorough pre-trip. My driver do thorough pre-trips, but again, they new to it. So I come behind them and see what they miss. You know, every day is something. Every week I try to find something to work on on the truck. One, like my box truck got 400,000 miles and 400,000 plus, you know, but that motor's still going strong. I just trained uh, the differential last week. You know, when they went in it, they're like, hey, man, that floor is still clean. It's good. Hey, man, drop that thing off and pull it out, drain it, and put some fresh fluid in there. Transmission. Well, you know, this transmission still good, man. Look how clean it is. All right. We're not going to mess with that then. We got high miles on it. We're not going to mess with that. We're going to let it rip. If we got this cooling leak, all right, what we need to Right now, they're changing the reservoir tank out. And they actually are mobile, man. This three guys, they mobile. Well, I started with one of them, and then he went out and he grabbed two of his buddies that actually was... uh working at diesel shops, you know what I'm saying? So now they got a, a team and they run together. He find the work and he, you know, they pretty much there to do it. He likes the contractor. He the head man. But every week, man, I just try to stay on top of that maintenance. And some stuff you can't help my RAM. Transmission started slipping on it. I was coming back in with a load. I pulled it out of service immediately because I know eventually if I didn't fix it, it was going to probably burn all the way out and I was going to have to replace it. So what I did, I found the guy, dropped it off Tuesday, and he rebuilt the transmission. By Saturday, I had the truck back like Monday. You know, he was done with it Saturday. But that was an unexpected expense. The shop, 6500 7500 One of my partners that I deal with, like, I got a good guy for you. You don't even worry about it. He hit me for 
or live it over four grand. You know, that's something that couldn't help. You know, some can't be helped. And the reason he charged these prices because he cash and carry. Ain't no, ain't no running no credit card. Bring me my cash. You know what I'm saying? I said, so how much money you got buried in a you know, in his backyard? He started laughing at me. But it's good to have, you got to have some money in the hole because you're going to have to utilize it. A lot of people just make the money. It comes just like you make it. A lot of people like, yeah, we making money in this truck. You making some money, but you spending some too. Yeah. Not at, it's so. always so. Man, you and and uh, G five man, y'all are two of the first first guys to hit me up and talk about the info I put out. That's one of my my goals is because I know getting started is already expensive. So if you and not to knock anybody, but if you don't have to go spend twenty five hundred, three thousand, five thousand, I'd have heard all the way up to seven thousand on somebody helping you start a trucking company. And then abandoning you once you pay and they give you the little log into the course. If you don't have to spend that basic stuff, you know, you could find that on Google in the list ready to go. I got a list you could put it. I'm, I'm going to put out here pretty soon for free. Uh, now I'm going to go there. I'm going to be getting emails, though, because I'm going I'm to be marketing Pro Hall TV more. But it's going to be a free piece of content. Put your email in, you get the download, and then you can expect newsletters. And, and like, hey, we dropped the video. But so that's my only angle there is like. I want people to come because I know what we put out. The info we put out here, you can't pay to get that. You can't pay to log into or or click on a video and a guy is getting his truck fixed right as we start the start the interview. Like that's just that's the reality of trucking. And what you said, you know, uh, what's that? Now you know what's crazy. So I'm always one that's just willing to gamble, right? So if I spend two three hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, I'm willing to spend. Two hundred to five hundred dollars on somebody's course. If you say I can make money, I've heard about. I don't knock none of them, but I had one of my people like, hey, "I'm taking the dispatching class," and I was like, "Let me guess, you saw one of them online, yeah?" But I'm doing a live recording on it right now, and I'm gonna send it to you when I'm finished with it. I was like, "I don't need it because you probably ain't gonna get nothing out of it." So I damn sure don't want because I'm gonna be mad that you spent six fifty for it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't knock them, but I'm like, they gotta realize most of these people that they see on the media. I tell them about they doing this in trucking. They're really not doing that in trucking. They're doing that off them. Because every now and then they recycle and, re and they filter in a new group of people to get money on. And that's where they're generating that lifestyle from. The people that they're taking in daily. You know what I'm saying? So I took a course. You know, I won't say the name, but I took a course. And I was so... I'm, I'm going to use the worst, man. I was so disappointed. I was just like, man, I can't believe this shit. It's incomplete for one. I got a shipper list of this many pages, man. I, I go through a shipper list. I was like, well, where the rest of it at? You know, they show you all of this stuff to go through it. But once you get to like page 40, it's over with. Yeah. This like a, a video. You you looking at videos. Click on this video. Click on that video. You could tell this somebody else's information that they didn't went and found because of how old it is in the format. I was like, damn, they cold. They didn't put copyrights on these people's stuff and they marketing it. That's and I look at it and I'd be like, wow. That's why. So dispatching? No. Yeah, dispatch. That's a whole nother conversation because I don't think folks understand when you're the dispatcher you you pretty much are like owning a trucking company you on call like driver needs you whenever you got to be ready on vacation who gonna fill your spot 
of course you grow, but for the people who like, I'm going to get in and dispatch, well, you got thousands of people doing the same thing. So how are you competitive? What, what differences can you, you know, bring to the table? And then, uh, to your point with the courses, that's why I always did the, the one-on-ones. Cause I was like, all right, we can tailor this, you know, live, what question you got, how can we answer? We could go look right now and show you exactly what needs to go on. But, but then time, it, it was doing well though, but time it was like, all right, we're growing the company. Let me chill on that. Cause it, it took a lot of time, but I'm one of them people. I don't want to, like you say, disappoint. I don't want to disappoint. So I try to learn as much as I can and put it out, put it out on Instagram, YouTube reels, whatever. And that's going to happen more and more because I got some other companies going. So my, I ain't really got an angle with making money. I want the, to be able to help. Of course, I want the brand to grow in, uh, because right. the more we do that, the more we can do for others. Like when I did the giveaway, we was getting money to to give it away to truckers. Uh, so, you know, that part was smooth. But with everything we discussed, like what what would you tell somebody who's looking to get in the industry and they've only seen the the good part from social media? Like what would you say to that person? Do your research. Make sure you research. Don't buy equipment until you have customers that you can move that equipment under. You know, I got some of my buddies back home, man, come out in this industry. I gave them some info, gave them some game, took off running. I mean, when I say took off running, took off running. Contracts, 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 contracts. They called me yesterday, bro, you want to put a truck on down here in New Orleans? I just signed another contract. I'm going to need six trucks. You know what I'm saying? This is what the number's going to be. But I'm going to meet with the VP again tomorrow. And I'm going to get some concrete. I'm like, okay, well, based on the numbers that you told me and sent me in a text, I was like, that's not good math. So when you go back to him, this is what you need to pitch at him. Because I say, again, you're going to have to make your money off the top. And for me, I wouldn't move a truck for what you're telling me that you're going to pay. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to pay a driver. I got to pay fuel. So at the end of the day, it's like I just picked up another part-time job. I'm on a full-time job. I don't want a part-time. You know what I'm saying? So in order for the numbers to be right, then I could pick up a full-time job. If he go back and, he, you know what I'm saying, he do what I was telling him to do. Then we can get a full-time, get another full-time job by putting a truck on down there. But do your research, man. Take your time and find something to move before you go buy equipment that look good, man. Don't go buy that $100,000 truck just because it got all the bells and whistles. Hey, man, that base model going to pull just as hard as that $100,000 one. The difference is you're going to save about 500 and overhead. The overhead is always going to be key. Keep that overhead low. I'm fighting right now because I got high overhead. You know what I'm saying? So I grind to make sure I could get everything done because this is my only source of income. You know what I'm saying? My wife works and everything, but at the end of the day, I'm the man. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I go all to make sure they good. Nah, and keep that overhead low. That's good info. That's what I didn't do. I mean, anybody who follow Pro Hall, though, y'all know I jumped in. I jumped in out the NFL with the hot shot and kind of just documented. And so that is something I wish I would have did. Right, and uh, hold on, hold on, Ham. Yeah, you hold can. on. Pick that. What that is? Look at what we doing. Pick that up, Luis. That's the cool. Show them what we doing. Show them what we doing. What that is? What we got going on, Papa? It's a water receiver. Host for the water receiver. I leak it. It's leaking. One of the baddest mechanics you're going to find down here that's going to be mobile in San Antonio. What's his name? I call him, he coming. Plug him. What's his name? Luis. Luis. 
His name Luis. He a mobile mechanic. He don't have nothing. He just go by Luis. Luis, what's your number? Tell him your number. Two one zero eight five two six zero eight six. He mobile. He pulling up. All right, we're gonna get Luis. We're gonna put his. We're gonna put his info at the bottom of this. Cause, you know we. I appreciate folks it. from San Antonio. Yeah, what we doing? Uh, take it to go get it. Put it in the back of that truck. Uh, I gotta go to Freightliner there. Yeah, I gotta go to Freightliner to try to get another one of those done. But it don't stop, man. Like I said, anybody thinking about getting into it, be prepared because this is what you're gonna run into. Facts. Facts. Well, sir, man, handle your business. You know, we're going to keep chopping it up. And then uh, I'll let you know when this come out. And we're going to have to get you back on, get an update of everything for sure. Man, make sure y'all ready for everything. Oh, you cut out. You cut out, Lee. Now, I was saying, if you're going to get in the truck and make sure you're ready for everything that come with trucking, and it's part of it, man. It's never a dull moment. Now I got to go hunt down a tank from Freightland. Hopefully they got one in stock. But like I said, these guys, man, they good. Mobile mechanics, if I call them, they coming because they know I ain't going to. The price that they charge is the price that they charge. Thanks. So, you know, if I call late, man, I'll tell anybody, make sure you got a good business report. People got to yeah. get paid. Don't play with nobody. Time and their livelihood. For sure. All right, dog. I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm going I'm to uh, lock in with you and then handle your business. Good luck out there finding them parts because I know a lot of stuff on back order. Appreciate it, bro. All right, dog. What?